0: You want to unmute me, please? You're on. Am I, I still have a mute symbol on my screen? Um, That's okay. Screen. You have a microphone on your desk. All right. Uh, this is Stan Rasmussen, chair of the Sustainability Advisory Board. Welcome. Uh, we have a quorum tonight, so we're going to go ahead and uh, get started with our meeting. Uh, First item of business is our housekeeping items. Kathy, since we have a a hybrid meeting with people on Zoom and here in person, can you kind of review our our ground rules?
1: Absolutely. Good evening, everyone. I'm Kathy Richardson, the Sustainability Director. uh, Just sharing a few housekeeping items for tonight's Zoom meeting. Uh, This meeting is being recorded and broadcast on the city's YouTube channel and cable channel 25. Please remember to mute yourself during the meeting when you are not speaking. The chat function for this public meeting is disabled. All chats will go directly to me. All board members, please keep your video on, and all others keep your video off unless you are participating during the meeting. If you have any trouble, you can send me a chat. The city reserves the right to mute people or turn individual videos off to minimize distractions during the meeting. And just a reminder, there is another board meeting tonight. Uh, So we do ask that this meeting wrap up by 7.15 PM. And um, I'll turn it back to Stan, but I did want to just Give one bit of update uh, for the sustainability advisory board that we usually do at the very beginning is the uh, mayor did appoint uh, an additional member to the sustainability advisory board and the Commission voted on that last night Um, so the confirmation to uh, the citizen went out this afternoon and as you can tell that's extremely short notice uh, for somebody to attend a meeting just a few hours later uh, but it is um, Catherine uh, Morse is the new uh, board member and um, I did send the the link to the Zoom meeting um, to her uh, but uh, next meeting we can do the introductions or okay.
2: so that sounds
0: like okay. a good plan all right the Next item on our agenda is to approve our minutes from August 9th. I don't know if you had a chance to review those. They kind of reflect uh, our conversation with uh, Vice Mayor Littlejohn. That we had a staff report and um, summarizes uh, who, who else spoke uh, for the subcommittees.
3: I'll make a motion to approve the minutes of the meeting.
0: Thank you, Nancy. Nancy, motions to approve.
4: Okay, you're going to second. I second. Yes. Um, i have a oh, just a sorry I, I don't know if you do that before or after um i have an ask for the minutes uh and kathy sorry it makes a little more work for you but the staff report that we have the staff report you know that's often one of the most important bits of information that we get is there a way that whatever your bulleted list mm-hmm. of what you give us reports on could be included as parts of the minutes as It doesn't necessarily need to be done for this one. Mm -hmm. I'm fine with approving that. But in the like that we got a staff report is usually what's on the minutes. Mm -hmm. But past times when there's more complex things that you're talking to us about or asking of us, those are actually detailed. And so if we can just have like, you know, receive staff report on X, Y, and Z, that would be, I think, super helpful for me when I'm reviewing it, but maybe for the public too to know what was in the staff report.
1: Sure, and um, I can definitely put maybe a little bit more to it. Um, I will mention that these minutes are to cover action items. Okay. So that's why um, they don't have a whole lot of content to there. If, the, if it wasn't an item of, of action, um, you know, I can put a few words in there, but they're not minutes that reflect all that was the conversation of the of the meeting
4: sure yeah i'm not looking for the whole conversation just like what the things the topics were like in Mm -hmm. three or four senses i realize those aren't actions but they're probably really germane to the business of the meeting and and what the sab is doing so like the public can see like what are we actually like discussing even Mm -hmm. if it's not like what the discussion was
1: I, I do know also, um, you know, it's it's been a, a topic of discussion with maybe other boards or commissions of more detailed minutes. And I do know that the city clerk is looking at like transcript of minutes as oh, wow. well, um, especially for the city commission. I don't know if that uh, will trickle down to other advisory boards and commissions, um, but certainly can look at that too um, if somebody wants to go back and really, you know, sure. ca- you know, get the full um, understanding. But these are just a summary of actions is really what the minutes reflect, um, which, you know, again, the action is receiving the report. Um, but I can add a little bit more. I just don't want anyone to be disappointed.
4: Sure, I mean, they the can int- go watch the, the YouTube. intent player. of <laughs> what these minutes are
1: supposed to be for.
4: Okay, yeah. thanks.
0: Yeah, I think yeah. I, I like that suggestion if there were some bullets, just a few bullets of the topics. We don't need a lot of detail or transcription, but yep. some bullets would be helpful. All right, I appreciate that suggestion from Ben. Uh, we have a motion to approve the minutes and a second. All those in fi- Oops, favor? Oh, we have another. On. Oh, Don. I didn't see your hand up. I'm sorry, Don. Please.
5: I'm sorry.
6: I, I, I will approve these minutes. I just wanted to make note uh, before we move on that the public comment just a section just says that we received public comment, and so other than the YouTube um, records, uh, we're not really um, kind of keeping uh, track. And I think that just that we should just be mindful during public comment that if we want to add something to our future agenda items not that we have to commit to it the next meeting but just to make sure that we're capturing public sentiment where where it's um where we feel it's needed just i can second
1: (laughs) just a comment on that too Um, and this is maybe the area where um, where it's been brought up that the city uh, minutes from boards and some boards and commissions just again that the action was they received public comment and it kind of stops at that Um, and and that's what's been communicated. If, if somebody wants to know who exactly spoke and what it was that they said, um, then we're getting into that conversation of the transcript of the, the meeting. And I don't know if that's gonna be available, but I can ask and report back next month if that's gonna be available to advisory boards as well. So somebody could go back and see a transcript to see which public comment was received and on what topics and what, you know, the summary of of those um, were.
0: Anything else, Don?
6: No, uh, I understood, um, Kathy, I'm just more for the benefit of this group that if we we think that something's important enough that we need to capture it in our, you know, in the future agenda item, that we should just be mindful of that. Thank you. And if we don't have a
0: second yet, I'll second. Oh, we have a second. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Kay, you have a comment?
5: No, I just wanted to say I made the second.
0: Yep, we got that. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, we've had a motion to approve the minutes in a second. All those in favor, please signify by saying aye. 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 Any opposed? Aye. Same sign. Aye. Was that an opposed or just a late approval? <laughs>
6: Late eye, I think.
0: Okay, late approval, thank you. All right, the next item on our agenda is the staff reports. Kathy, you have a few things for us tonight.
1: I do have a few things, and as I go through some items, I will. I know one particular item I do want um, Ben to maybe step in with a little bit more information on a question he had asked of um, staff with some bike lanes and then I also wanted to point out looks like uh, Jamie and Kim are on the zoom tonight so um, hopefully I don't miss anything but please speak up if I do miss something in my update I'm gonna be updating on some of the the county uh, led uh, projects as well and uh, if there's any questions on climate action and adaptation plan Um, Jamie's on the the call and can can answer some of those questions but um, let me just go through the list Uh, stop me if you have some questions before I move on to the next item Uh, first thing I wanted to mention just as an FYI to the board um, that I will be out at a conference the last week in September the 25th through the 29th and then um, that's for Green Build, NDC, and then also a conference in October on the 3rd through the 5th. Um, and I'm presenting at that conference. That one's a state conference. Uh, but um, I will want to coordinate with um, Stan and Ben on the agenda for the October meeting prior to these conferences. Hopefully, we can get that um, you know, done so it can get posted in time uh, since I'll be out those um, two weeks. Um, <coughs> The other item I wanted to mention is uh, we've been talking for a while of the sustainability Advisory board members interest in touring some of our city facilities and the first one um, that there was interest in was a tour of our water treatment and wastewater treatment plants and um, I did send out an email to uh, figure out some availability um, for you all and it looks like Monday October the 9th, at 8:30 a.m. Uh, works for almost all the board. Um, again, the plan is for two to three hours. This is a tour. Um, city staff will be there to answer questions. This is. N- this is not a um, advisory board meeting or a you know, discussion for any business items. This is strictly a tour of, of city facilities. And I will email you um, whether we're gonna start at the water treatment or the wastewater treatment plant um, as we get closer to the date and I get confirmation from Trevor and his staff. Um, after that, I know there is interest in touring the Household Hazardous Waste Facility and the Compost Facility, so um, that will be uh, scheduled um, after this uh, tour, and I'll send you some dates kind of like I did with uh, this first tour opportunity. Some, any questions on the tours of those facilities? And please also let me know if there are other Uh, Facilities you would like to tour as well. So Uh, Work is progressing in a lot of areas um, for sustainability for the city within the sustainable capital projects policy and the guidelines we're drafting, as well as the lead for cities and the certification process that we're starting. Um, KPIs within the strategic plan. We had a great conversation just recently of the KPI um, that deals with the uh, energy code um, and just trying to figure out ways um, for uh, maybe some better measurement of energy efficiency um, within our our facilities. Um, Also a lot of conversation on kind of EV charging plans for this community and maybe just larger than Lawrence, um, really covering the MPO area. We've had some um, conversations uh, with the MPO on this being a project for 2024, Um, so some work and uh, a lot of community conversations will come about at that time. The stuff to really be focused on, and I wanna make sure all the sustainability advisory board members are aware. I mentioned this at the last meeting, but I'm gonna mention it again. This fall, there's a lot of, Um, sustainability type of uh, plans um, or opportunities to really provide feedback and get involved. So, um, starting with uh, this month, it's still planned on the county side to uh, release the county's GHG inventory so uh, my understanding is the report is almost at a final stage and um, that will be provided um, or will be information to the to the public Um, the city has started its process to update our GHG inventory using 2021 um as the year for our data 2021 is also the year for the countywide ghg inventory the county um, just completed its first ghg inventory with the 2021 data the city of lawrence has had several ghg inventories but there has not been an update for quite some years so um, we're getting ready to update that that is tied to our certification process for lead for cities so um, we need we do need to have HGHE inventory update that's within five years of the certification um, year when we submit the application. So we've started that with ICLE and um, I'll keep updating you on um, when we're able to kind of wrap that up. It'll probably be um, beginning of next year.
0: Do you want to bring in Kim at this time yeah. or do you want to
1: I, I did notice that Kim um, turned on her video, so if she has something to share about the GHG inventory. I do have some other county items I was going to go through too, but Kim, if you have any information on the GHG inventory.
7: No, I honestly didn't have anything to add. I just wanted to be visible. So, you know, I was here in case there are questions. So, um, you can continue through the list, Kathy. And, um, yeah, I'm here to just, to just listen, but be part of the conversation whenever it makes sense.
1: Okay, perfect. Thank you, Kim and Jamie. Yeah. Um, also, uh, October. Uh, we had mentioned uh, Land Development Code update with Module 2. That's what the consultants had told us a month ago. I don't know if it's, it's still sticking to that same schedule, but that was what we had heard where Module 2 will be uh, released um, for the public meetings and engagement. And Kay, you might have more information on that. Um, I don't know if the Steering Committee has had a, a meeting recently, um, but I, I do know that Module 2 is what where they told us a lot of the sustainability items will be um, embedded or part of module two. Around that same time in October time frame is when um, the open space is going to have additional public meetings um, to kind of release some of the information um, that's been captured so far with the community engagement and the work that they're doing, please know that the- actual open space plan is not going to be released to the public. It sounds like um, closer to December December timeframe, but there is going to be some public engagement on the open space um, plan in October. And then November is when I hear from the county that uh, the climate action and adaptation plan, um, the draft, will be released to the public. So currently um, Jamie is going, I mean she's been receiving a lot of uh, feedback from the staff advisors group as well as the steering committee of the climate action plan. And um, she's kind of going through all that feedback, uh, incorporating and um, my understanding is that there will be a draft for the staff group and the steering committee group uh, to review a new draft or a revised draft um, for the committee to review um, at the end of next week. And again, we'll continue to work on that until it's ready for launch to the public in November. So those were kind of my timeline updates. Just pausing, making sure there's no questions.
4: Kathy, can I get some clarification on the first one that you mentioned about uh, reviewing among city staff the KPIs around the energy efficiency goals and EV charging plans for the county or for the city and the broader community? Sure. So can you talk um, maybe not specifically about what you guys are talking about, but what you see or what the staff sees as the Sustainability Advisory Board's representation in those conversations at what stage? Um, are we just an engaged group of the public once public engagement starts? Or do you see a role, especially given some of the expertise we have on SAB for us to you know, contribute to those conversations about how best to achieve mm-hmm. those goals?
1: That is a great question, Ben, and really kind of an area where I always want to make sure, you know, that sustainability advisory board. Um feels connected to the strategic plan. I mean, there's a very direct correlation between this group and what we're doing with the strategic plan under the environmental sustainability commitment. And I'm, I'm certainly happy to even share what the conversation uh, was with the energy code. Um, I don't have the strategic plan up, but I can look it up really quick. Uh, the way that the sustainability advisory board can um, um, connect or have discussions uh, with us I always uh, anyone who wants to call me and talk about the KPIs under environmental sustainability please do but um, one of the things that we're looking at um, and I, all the commitments and some of the outcomes have started the process of reviewing the language around the KPIs okay. um, some of the KPIs still don't have any data source Um, some of them there's a struggle with targets what should a target be and um, as i had mentioned when we applied for lead for cities uh, we wanted that to be a something that goes hand in hand with our strategic plan okay so lead for cities also has some metrics to it and some of them are already what was incorporated in our strategic plan Others are not, but we're looking at lead for cities to see if there's something there um, that can be replaced maybe the way we're measuring something or or maybe what we're measuring, what, what it says in the strategic plan is not meaningful information and we want something that is. Yeah. So when it comes to the, and I'm still trying to get on here, just a second, when it comes to the KPI, under Strong Welcoming Neighborhoods. By the way, this is a very welcome to pause, so thank you (laughs) for um, getting this one asked. Okay, so the KPI under Strong Welcoming Neighborhoods um, talks about the percent of commercial units all construction above or at energy
4: code okay.
1: um, and by the way it was divided between commercial units industrial units and residential units okay. so it's the percent of them that are above or at the energy code so really what data we have is how many commercial units industrial units and resi- residential units got built after the energy code was established Uh, and adopted, right? And that's what it's currently showing as data. So, in a way, we're asking the question, I mean, is this really environmental sustainability in the sense of um, all it's measuring is who was built before 2008 and who was built after 2008, right? And the numbers are only moving because more construction is happening, but there's not a true measurement of energy efficiency in those three categories. So, if any of you, and some of you, this is your this is your area of expertise, um, can think of a different way that we can measure. What, and you can see under strategy, it says identify energy efficiency opportunities for residential, industrial, and commercial buildings. So that's what we wanted to achieve. Mm -hmm. It's just the way that we're measuring is really just a number of buildings constructed before or after the energy code was adopted. So, any other questions around that? Looks like Don has a question.
0: Go ahead, Don.
6: Oh, um so I guess this is maybe a request for future staff reports. Um, because as you go through these, these items, I, I, I find myself curious, like which um, department, city departments, which staff um, are working on this uh, with you, um, just to kind of I don't know have a sense of you know where this stuff is being worked worked on. Um, and so uh, maybe in future reports, if you could, like for example, I wonder who's working on the greenhouse gas inventory. Um, and, you know, maybe this is obvious and I should know it uh, it's somewhere online or something, um, but uh, I, I guess it would just be helpful to, to know. Um, and I'm also just curious if you are working in any other um, the city boards uh, right now that you regularly go to that. Um, so we know you're, we're kind of being represented on those boards. So that's, not, that's kind of a request and maybe a little bit of a question.
1: Sure, Um, GHG inventory for the city. Uh, We are a sustainability department of one. So you're looking at the person who's working on that update um, with the help of um, ICLE And our memberships are really taking advantage of um, the the 10 hours that we get through our membership for them to assist and audit the numbers that we collect. Um, And the report will be, it, our City of Lawrence report will be staff a staff report. Uh, I do know that the county is working with um, ICLE for them to, they have a template type of report that um, is being provided, and that's through um, a quoted um, work project that they had. Um, so when it comes to, when I talk about the strategic plan, um and I think we've mentioned this before. I know the group has been very interested in um, you know, the, the actual departments to be um, called out on the city's website uh the the idea behind it is to break down those silos but when we are talking about strong welcoming neighborhoods um generally we're talking about the planning department so um, as i mentioned i had met with the planning department to discuss uh this kpi in particular um I can uh, talk for hours, I promise you. (laughs) I could be here for three hours um, providing you, like, a lot of the stuff we're working on is just so cool. Um, You all need to tell me where you want more information. Like, Ben just paused and said, hey, let's talk a little bit more about that, you know, and, and I'm happy to talk about A lot more about that Um, otherwise I'm just gonna kind of go through a quick um, list of updates because I don't want to take up all your meeting time um, for sure I don't want to do that but please know that I would be very excited um, to talk about all the projects in detail for sure Okay.
4: That that one that you brought up is super surprising to me. I mean, especially if we're not building houses as quickly as we are in Lawrence, we're not going to achieve our goals based on the metric, right? And it doesn't incorporate any of the, you know, any of the solar that's getting installed or any of the retrofits on any of the East Lawrence or old West Lawrence or any of the houses in, in town, but there's definitely concentrations of houses in town that might be much more efficient than they were before 2008 but they won't be represented at all in that data no. does lead give any kind of suggestion sorry we should talk about this outside of this meeting mm-hmm. but that's cool yeah I mean, we, we, again, we other- can
1: definitely focus in on this um, it may be a, another meeting where um, you know I focus in on just this one item or two items because I do have a lot of other items that I wanted to report on um, but uh, you'll notice too on the website this one does not have a like an actual target um, because it's just reporting numbers of what was built after that adoption of the energy code but I I do appreciate the question so um,
0: wait wait. Um, I don't know if anybody else has a question but I do Uh, on the strategic plan it used to be real easy to find on the city's website Mm -hmm. there was a link on the home page how do you find it now
1: I just found it on the home page Uh, it's uh, one of the featured slides from time to time depending if there's a holiday some of the featured slides change to like holiday service you know modifications or something but they've changed it back to strategic plan from the city's home page are you not seeing that now
0: oh okay I have the wrong page pulled up Okay. I have the. That's strange. I have an old one, I guess, pulled up.
1: And if you go to the okay. city's yeah.
0: if you sustainability look at Lawrence Kansas or LawrenceKS.org, oh, okay. it's right there on top. Okay, thank you.
1: Yeah. That's no. Weird. No problem. Yeah, that's a good question as well.
0: Thank you.
5: Yeah. All right. Um, I have my hand up. Okay. Hey. Yes uh this Johnson Sab uh, board member i um specifically ask in advance of the meeting that we have a discussion tonight about the kpis and i know we've had a long discussion now kathy from you but i wanted it to be on the agenda and i hope that we can actually talk about the kpis not only the ones and the, the goals that we set but also um in detail about the kpis that were set for sustainability because this the sustainability advisory board was not uh, asked to comment on these before they got finalized and i even talked to jasmine about that before she left so i i don't feel they are very good and and that's in general
1: thanks for that comment and i I also will mention, um, when I said that we're looking at some of these for potential rewording or a different measurement, Um, Please know that these are initial staff conversations. Um, We cannot change KPIs ourselves. So only the commission can. So the process really is if we look at some different language or uh, measurement that's within our lead for cities um, that we'd like to bring into the strategic plan, we would you know, talk to this board about what those changes would be under environmental sustainability KPIs, and see if you're, you know, kind of agree in agreement with what those are, and then we would present to the city commission. Now they can um, agree to uh, update them or um, stick to the ones that we've got. Uh, so it's it's really up to the city commission on whether or not um, the KPIs change. please send me suggestions um if you have one that you want to discuss with me do that um if you'd like um you know the board to discuss it at a board meeting um absolutely um, have that conversation with stan
4: all right uh, sorry i just wanted to say like first of all i want to apologize because kay sent us both an email and i didn't remember that when we set the agenda but I do think that there's value in what she's talking about we can't go through all the KPIs in one of our board meetings but there there is an explicit role for SAB in advising on those things I mean that's what 8101 that created the SAB was supposed to do is like we're supposed to provide that kind of support to staff and City Commission and I know that staff can't change what the KPI is but if we're working together
2: mm-hmm.
4: between staff and SAB we can make recommendations to City Commission that we think these should be the changes to the KPI and I think that along with staff
2: mm-hmm. s-
4: also agreeing on that is going to be much more powerful to City Commission that you know these are the you know when we're trying to go towards this goal this is should be the metrics that we use or this should be the the approaches that we have towards it so it seems to me that like what Kay's talking about is almost a thing that we'd have to like let's not let's let's isolate three KPIs we're gonna talk about next meeting or something like that. You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm.
4: I, I don't know. Especially when you're like a, a department of one, like mm-hmm. outsourcing a little bit of that discussion or that research, especially, you know, there's some people on the board that have a lot more expertise than than I do, certainly, mm-hmm. on some of so. these.
1: Yeah, and I, I will say that some, some departments, some outcomes and commitments have already gotten KPIs changed or some wording changed. Okay. So, um, it's usually the champion of the outcome or the champion of the commitment that drafts the, the memo to commission, but certainly having that backing with the advisory board would be helpful.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Any other questions or comments <laughs> before Sorry. I move on?
0: I don't see any hands raised. Thank you.
1: Okay, Um, Just really quick, uh, solar for all uh, grant um, opportunity. So I had initially sent the board um, uh, a a message about a letter for support, and it looks like Ahab had their meeting on Monday and had their letter of support on there for um, the county as lead on the grant proposal uh, for solar for all. And um, at this time, uh, the county is not going to proceed with the application or the proposal um, for this grant. Um, So we've had a lot of conversations between the city and the county on the solar for all. Um, I think um, just to kind of summarize a a couple things, number one is uh, staff capacity in terms of all the work that is currently prioritized again prioritize meaning the climate action and adaptation plan it's a it's a priority to get that um, draft uh, completed into the public this year uh, and get that process moving along the open space uh, plan as well um, and a few other uh, priority items so just staff capacity and in understanding what the workload is right now also um something that we we were we kind of realized at the beginning but it really hit us a little bit more was just the size of the funding uh, that comes with solar for all um, is a pretty uh, big uh, amount of money um, and a lot of responsibility there um, it's better suited for just a larger area, larger reach. Um, so, in addition to Douglas County, I know that um, submitted like a, a NOI um, a while back, and it looks like Dodge City also from Kansas. Um, uh, but the other, uh, the other. Uh, uh, applicant or the one that is going to proceed with an application is the state of kansas and we have had uh, some conversations with the state of kansas on their proposal we we do want to kind of uh, divert our um, attention and instead of like just our small smaller area county area um, application to more of that statewide approach um, and we do want to provide them a letter of support I think it will come more from kind of a one letter from county and city um, touching on um, you know affordable housing and then the sustainability side of things um, they did say they would very much appreciate a letter of support and just so you know the amount of money that the state of Kansas is is uh, in for um, in the the kind of that small um, the the smaller um, uh, range is actually seventy million dollars. So that's what um, kind of. They're going to to look for, and this is for uh, rooftop solar for um, low income, um, and, and they they hope uh, they don't know for sure, but they hope that they're going to be able to provide um, the rooftop solar at no cost to the homeowner. Um, but again, the application is due in October, so there's a lot of uh, conversations happening in Kansas with Solar for All. Uh, just uh, won't be at the local level um, right now, but we would be uh, looking to apply for the state funds if the state is awarded uh, the $70 million. Any questions on that? Okay. Uh Bike lanes, um, there was some concerns and questions um, that were raised by uh, board member. Um, ben had had a lot of conversations, I think with a few folks. Um, the only thing I will say, I will um, give it to Ben for kind of a update on, on what the concerns were and what the conversation was there. But I will remind this uh, board, it, it, the board, the sustainability advisory board in the past um, has, Uh, had some joint meetings with other advisory boards or commissions. Uh, I know that the Sustainability Advisory Board already has representation on a lot of boards. Uh, but there are some that you do not. And if you ever wanted to, if you had an agenda item that you ever wanted to discuss with, like, the Multimodal Transportation Commission or Ahab, the Affordable Housing um, Advisory Board, or any others like that, just let me know how I can help coordinate a meeting like that between um two boards i uh, would talk to the staff liaison of the other group um and and just let me know what those items are that you would like to discuss because there's opportunity there um as you know um, i think don had just asked earlier like which boards and commissions do i attend um i i do based on topic I look at agendas and um, there are times where I just jump into meetings knowing what the agenda is and sometimes I'm on the agenda of those boards and commissions so um, I have a, a part or a piece in those as well but just let me know and, and I'm gonna turn it over to Ben to, <laughs> to inform the.
4: Uh, yeah I, there is the construction that's going on at 21st and Iowa uh, It's getting close to complete. I know much to many people's chagrin that have to travel south there has been slowed down for a long time. And um, I bike up the bike boulevard to go over to West Campus. They're doing a ton of construction over there. And I was just curious about, um, I was kind of frustrated actually that there wasn't going to be bike lanes that basically connected the bike boulevard, I thought, all the way over to West Campus, which um, there's a new light going in there. And so uh, I didn't know if that was a sustainability advisory board thing when we're talking about bike lanes. And so I'll say that the response overall has been really good and that I got a really good education about a lot of things. So um, the Multimodal Transportation Commission is probably the people that um, would do that. If anybody saw the Journal World, that they just gave out almost $300,000 for bike lane improvements. Uh, I learned that the Uh, bike boulevard doesn't go all the way to 21st street that it turns right at whose and turns into the central district for KU and um, that KU has a pretty extensive plan to have um, basically bike and pedestrian uh, trails throughout campus that would get you all the way from West Campus all the way to where the new stadium stuff would be. And so um, I'll probably still be a little frustrated that I can't bike straight across 21st Street and if you're coming down the hill at Iowa and you have to stop for a bike or a pedestrian that's pressed the button at the light, it, it might be me, so uh, don't throw anything. but. Um, I guess in general I was just looking for how are the decisions made for when we incorporate sustainability into crossings and it seemed like kind of a no-brainer to me that we would incorporate it there since it's at the end of the bike. It's the bike boulevard connecting to West Campus in my mind. Um, and I guess after talking with city staff that that um, that Kathy connected me with and talking to people at KU I understood a little bit more about why it wasn't done that way. Thank you Ben. That's as short as I can make it I think.
1: Yeah. Any questions on that? Okay. All right, um, the next item is solar readiness recommendations from the Sustainability Advisory Board. Uh, Kay brought this up um, a few me- meetings ago and then again last meeting of where um, those recommendations landed. Um, the Sustainability Advisory Board uh, did vote and approved the recommendations to go to the City Commission in at their meeting on March of 2020 and um, i did search to see uh, when it would have then gone uh, and move forward to city commission Um, it did not Um, as you all know march 2020 was the start of the pandemic so this is one of those items um, that just fell off Um, there was a lot of activity and work that was going on at the time um, you know i reached out to jasmine just to make sure i wasn't missing anything uh, the city commission did receive the recommendations but as part of the sustainability advisory board minutes um, you know all the minutes go to commission so they would have received it that way but there wasn't a, um, a presentation a specific presentation um, in front of commission so um, with that, I will uh, mention that, at least from the staff perspective, this is really good timing uh, because we currently have the process going on with the land development code um, update. And the if you reviewed the solar readiness recommendations, it's really about solar readiness in new construction. Um, I, I do, um, the document kind of has three sections that I um, uh, highlight. One is, you know, the requirement of new construction to be solar ready, and there's some components to that within your SAB document. Um, Also, adopting the 2018 International Energy Conservation Code, Um, that might be something that you'll want If the sustainability advisory board is interested in uh, revising this document um, this is an area where you would want to revise to the latest code um, since 2018 is already uh, in place and then the city uh, should seek designation under the soul smart program Um, Kay, please correct me if I'm wrong I know you were on the board at the time Um, but I did look into the designation program for soul smart there was an attachment there with some information but I went to the website it looks like two communities in Kansas have gone through that process this would not be land development code necessarily item uh, but really there's um, a list of the of all the requirements and like a point system, kind of like a certification on whether you become a soul smart community. There are two communities in Kansas, Johnson County is one, Shawnee is the other one, that are soul smart communities. And at this time, um, I have shared the information with uh, Jeff Crick, who's our director of the uh, planning department, and he's also kind of looking into that as well as I am uh, for the possibility of of the city of Lawrence moving forward with with something like that. Uh, other thing I wanted to mention on the solar readiness I you had uh, the vice mayor at your meeting uh, last month and so he was very interested uh, in what you know Kay had brought up with solar readiness so um, I did kind of meet up with him to just discuss and and showed him the list of all the recommendations that this board had put together Um, he found it very exciting and again just with continuation of the work with the land development code um, and he also was interested in looking at the soul smart so if this is something that the board would like to pick up um, and continue to focus on um, I just open it up to maybe uh, in looking at it and some of you who are new to seeing what those recommendations were um, have additional updates or something else you'd want to add or revisions to the document
0: Kate, did you wanna add anything? Kay?
5: Uh, No, but I'm going to um, view that, since Sab already approved that recommendation, that when we start the discussion with uh, the module two for the code development update, that I'm going to make suggestions in that regard because we've already, our, our board, Two years ago, already approved that to go to the to the cities. So, so um, I'm going to take that as direction to make comments on the development code update. Um, somebody can
2: sounds fair. something
5: different, but. <clears throat>
1: Uh, unless there's a board member again, if this is your area of expertise, you might have additional recommendations that you would want to add, potentially.
5: Yeah, I didn't say that that yeah, would then. be my only recommendation.
8: <laughs> it, um, if if I if I may add, I mean I think that there are more ways to actually make us solar ready than what is in there um, you know one of the things that is often overlooked is the structural stability of buildings when considering adding solar to roofs in most cases solar ready is the addition of empty conduit brand which doesn't add a whole lot to construction cost, and but it then has that in place so that way you, when you do go to add solar, it makes it easier because that's already built in and you're not adding it on the outside. I mean, that's where a lot of like, say California considers things solar ready. Um, and in working with architects, one of the things that is again often overlooked is uh, the, the structural supports that solar needs. And of so, course,
5: Amanda, so, um, we would definitely want to get your input because we did not have a, an expert in Solar installation when we were doing that. So
8: obviously, I know any of your impact. I actually started attending um, the SAB meetings. I, I attended a couple right before the pandemic happened because I knew that the city of Lawrence was talking about like the handshake with Evergy, and um, I did have do have opinions. <laughs> on all of that okay, um, but you know one of those things definitely um is a it's a it's a lesser cost and i think that by most codes is considered to be solar ready um again with just the addition of the conduit um and perhaps some electrical planning for leaving space for solar add-on um but as solar is starting to become more scrutinized, um, and with good reason. There's a lot of companies out there that are not doing their due diligence, or you know, give the the industry a, a bad rep. Um, so honestly, to that extent, I, I welcome the additional like steps that they want to go through. But once upon a time, um, we did not require structural reviews for residential permitting. Um, it was required typically for cons- uh, commercial permits. Um, now commercial permits are also requiring PE stamping of uh, the electrical and not just structural, but residential in most places are now requiring structural engineering. Um, and so that is that is just another add that if we're truly wanting to make things solar ready, should be taken into consideration with the construction of new homes, But it's not what is typically seen as solar ready in most jurisdictions and by most codes. So I mean I can I can certainly provide some input, but um, some of it's kind of maybe shooting for the stars, realizing that we're gonna hit the clouds.
5: It's just that if we're if we're going to address the residential portion that of our goals we, we've got to move the needle somehow. And we obviously need to make it a realistic Whatever we we're proposing, so getting your expertise would be really great, Amanda.
8: Yeah, I'm. Ha- I'm happy to add. I'm happy to add to that. And I just know again how a lot of those things work is you find that compromise in the middle. And I think that where we're currently at, that solar readiness is a lot of that. Just that electrical conduit when it comes to the construction, which is a great place to start. But isn't taking into the full consideration of what is required when going into solar, especially as it starts being more regulated. Um, which again, we welcome. Uh, we do our due diligence, so we don't we don't really have an issue with that. But um, it does add maybe cost to the construction of some homes. But most cases, with the standard residential home is actually fine uh, with it. But worked with architects and planning for it, especially construction of new commercial buildings, the spacing of their beams to support that solar is not something that they actually thought of. Yeah. Right. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm happy to provide some additional input on that.
0: Don
6: I just want to thank uh, I just want to thank Kay for bringing this out to to Kathy and bringing that SAP institutional uh, knowledge to the floor. I um, I support uh, putting this on our future agenda items, both the solar ready uh, and the and the solar recommendations previously approved by SAP to future agenda. And I'm personally um, uh, com- completely fine with with Kay representing the already approved. Recommendations from Sab for now, uh, with the, the idea that we might hopefully add to it, just to keep the conversation moving. And I'm so glad that Amanda is um, is on the board. Are we uh, I can't remember the, the gal who was on the board recently. Um, uh, Deb Ford. Yes, yeah, that she um, she would have such great input um, on this. So yeah, you know, maybe we can get her to come to a, a meeting or something. So I don't know if I that need that nice. any of that.
2: Yeah.
8: I don't know about adding her, but I do remember that um, right before the pandemic happened, when we were talking about this and I was just attending as a public person that, you know, that was one of the things that she and I had talked about uh, with her being in the architectural background. Um, but then again, once once the pandemic I'd put things on a pause for me
0: it it, it seems this is Stan Rasmussen
8: back
0: up? this is Stan Rasmussen chair of the s a b It seems to me that the solar readiness uh, uh proposal or approval kind of got lost in the in the pandemic and was never formally presented to the city commission i think uh, it to me it it appears that it would be good for us to revisit that update it if necessary. And re-recommend that to the city commission uh, formally, and uh, if if there's kind of consensus on that, then we would try to put that on. We could be our next meeting item, primary agenda item to look at that. But it, it seems to me it it's got it got lost three years ago, and and probably should be uh, recalled and revisited and brought forward formally. Okay.
5: I agree I'm not the expert in that area so maybe Amanda would take the lead on that if you would because I really feel like that we need to you know go ahead and propose something but we want to make it reasonable and relative to what we're doing now and I so I have no problem with totally revisiting the whole issue uh, or and and probably at the same time recommend the 2021 iecc instead of the 2018 obviously um which i know that from conversations that that is a consideration that the city's already looking at um but i i really feel like that now's probably a good time as any to revisit that area stan i agree
0: Okay, well, unless there's objection, let's put make sure we put that on our agenda for next month. And you can maybe note that in our minutes. Mm-hmm. Thank you.
8: Yep. And perhaps if, you know, permittable, um, I'm I'm happy to kind of maybe work with Kay. so okay. She's kind of had her hands on that already. Um, I am, I have, my, I'm very maxed out on my bandwidth, but this is definitely one of the, one of the reasons and the things that I bring. So I, I want to give what I can give here, um, but... Maybe with uh, some of your experience
0: and assistance. I'm, I might be interested in working with you too on that.
8: Okay. okay. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be happy to find a find time to set aside some meetings.
0: Great.
1: Sounds like a new subcommittee was formed.
0: Yeah. A solar a solar readiness <laughs> yeah, I, I subcommittee. Sounds good.
6: Don? Hi, Don, uh, Don Hawkins, sub uh, member. Um, I wanted to, I meant to request uh, Kathy. Could you send out to us the link or or a digital copy of the previous um, recommendation? Um, I, I keep meaning to update myself on um, Open Meetings Act rules, um, but Kathy, can you can you remind me like how can how many of our board members can meet outside of the meet, these meetings related to these topics without crossing the Open Meetings Act threshold.
1: Currently, your quorum is six members, so five members in a subcommittee is okay. Once you have six, you have a quorum and it needs to be a public meeting. Uh,
5: Thank you. Hey, Kathy, is that with the new member?
1: Um, that is with the revised bylaws uh, that you adopted earlier this year where you changed the, num- the
0: quorum number. It's based on ten board members.
5: Total. Okay, gotcha.
1: All right, just, uh, sorry, this is taking forever. I've got a lot of stuff here, but um, really quick plastic bag uh, communication. There was a question from a board member um, when the ordinance was officially approved and passed, adopted by the city commission in second and final reading, uh, why there was no, uh, you know, news release uh, that came out from the, the city like it did with some other ordinances. Um, the difference between this one is this, it's not effective immediately, it's a, the six month um, delay. So there is gonna be communications about this. Um, number one, we're putting communications out in a, in a web page and informing um, those that are gonna be impacted Uh, by this uh, new ordinance but as we get closer to the March uh, 2024 date there will be news releases that will go out as well so just uh, understanding of why last month the city didn't push out some news releases on this topic is because it's not effective immediately Um, this is another area where I can you know percent to the sustainability advisory board and share all the communications pieces and go in the weeds of it if you would like me to um, if you don't then i'm good with just kind of giving short updates on the single-use plastic bag ordinance okay
5: i have a question on that there was one commissioner that kept asking us as sad members why we hadn't done certain things i think it's important that we get an update on what you're doing because for some reason or another that commissioner believed that it was our responsibility to do the education portion of the um, of the ordinance and I so I feel like we I think I would like to hear an update on that I also ask uh, you Kathy and how this was going to be implemented by the um, code enforcement people and it wasn't really clear. I have looked at New York's um, complaint form and there are certain communities around the country that already have easy complaint forms. Seems like that we could develop, uh, not we, not me, but somebody in the city could develop a complaint form that could be easily uh, adjusted so that if somebody had a complaint they could file a complaint and then it can be worked on. I I am assuming that there's not going to be a lot of complaints but after the six months implementation we should have some expectation that those complaints would be followed through with even if not immediate because there were no staff added. added.
1: Yeah, and thanks for that suggestion. I will pass it down to planning and have a discussion. Um, As you all know, the additional position for um, the codes enforcement uh, was not part of the 2024 uh, budget that was approved just recently uh, by our city commission. And um, I have shared this with some of you, um, so some of you know this, but we do have two FTEs that handle over 7,000 complaints. Um, they can't get to all of those so um, adding additional items this is by the way by the way it's it's enforced based on complaints uh, that come in uh, this wouldn't be uh nobody's gonna be going to these stores or uh restaurants with their takeouts to make sure nobody from the city staff is going to go out there to audit places or do anything like that Um, but i just want you to know the reality of the workload of that code enforcement group
4: so Uh, so, you know kathy sorry i I don't want to get in the weeds on communication Mm -hmm. about the ordinance from city staff, but there is communication that's going on from the city about this ordinance. There was a a newspaper article in the Journal World and two of the commissioners were interviewed for that, the two commissioners that didn't want to vote for it. So there's still communication going on and it makes, in my opinion, it makes the city look like they don't know what they're doing on on it. And I'm sure you guys have had more detailed conversations than we have about those things, but I, I think in a vacuum, where the city's not communicating about what's going to happen just because the ordinance isn't coming mm-hmm. for six months, there's other stuff that's filling it that seems to put the public perception of it that the city isn't doing anything about it. Okay. Sorry, that's just the yeah, question I got.
1: Yeah, we we were not um, interviewed for the article, and it looks like they were picking from uh, comments that were made at a commission meeting. So. A reporter was also just going back on some of the comments that some of the commissioners had had shared during the the meetings, the public meeting. Um, And uh, I I will say that, I mean, we have got commissioners, and I know there's like a talking points list that has already been distributed uh, because, the udk did reach out uh, for the possibility of an article and so forth Uh, but the web page and other information should be up by the end of the month is what um, the communications group had said so hopefully i'll send you links to that when it comes out Um, absolutely if you see something that you uh, again To case point, the Sustainability Advisory Board isn't the one, the work group that's creating or drafting the communications, but if you see something like on the web page that you'd like, um, you know, that you'd want to give feedback to the city on, please do and we can work on, you know, if there's still confusion, if you're hearing the public confused of whether or not they can use single-use bags to pick up dog poop or whatnot, like it seems to be a worry for some, uh, let us know and we can put some communication within um, what we've got. Yes, Kay? Kay?
5: I do have one other question, or actually a statement. I realize that that the Office of Inspection gets a a number, you said 7,000, for the two inspectors since this isn't an emergency i don't understand why it just can't stay on the complaint list and then eventually get somebody get to it Um, to me they shouldn't drop off i mean any of these complaints shouldn't drop off Um, the office of central inspection has responsibility to inspect or investigate a complaint and that's my personal opinion and that is my opinion as being one that used to be responsible for um, many inspections in the city of Wichita. They never dropped off on my list. They shouldn't drop off on Lawrence's list.
1: Any other questions or comments on that? I just have one last item. (laughs) Sorry. Um, The noxious weed recommendations from the um, subcommittee group of the Sustainability Advisory Board. Um, There were some conversations about breaking up some of those recommendations. I believe, Ben, you mentioned at the last meeting that you were making a list of things that correlate to the land development code, Uh, but one of the things the city was working on is the possibility of updating. Again, this kind of feels like low-hanging fruit, but, Uh, updating the weeds definition within our ordinance Um, lots of people brought that up Um, the the subcommittee was hoping that we could you know move some of these items um, that can be changed now versus waiting for the whole uh, package of recommendations to be able to be worked on so I did have a conversation with our Parks and Rec um, department um derek the director there had mentioned that uh, parks and rec was uh working or <laughs> it was on their list um, to update a few things within that uh, article um, in our city code and again just it feels like every day there is a new fire or something else that just pops up as a priority so just kind of kept going you know still on the list hasn't dropped off but you know just further out as they're um, uh, working on the critical uh you know day-to-day activity or the stuff that comes up so i did um ask him again the idea was and i was hoping that i'd get some support to just separate out this one piece to the to the maybe bigger work that they have of updating more of that city code to just kind of get at that weeds definition and they are okay with just again they recognize that it's been a few months now so they're okay with um, us moving forward with uh, recommendation again this would have to go to the City Commission for um, any change to the city code but that definition of weeds uh, and It would be removing all the weeds that the city has listed and basically making reference to the Kansas State noxious weed list, which is the way that uh, a lot of entities are going. As you all know, last year, Douglas County, the vegetative maintenance uh, plan was updated. Uh, Currently, uh, City of Overland Park is going through uh, some of these updates, more than just the weeds definition um, and kind of in line with the Sustainability Advisory Board's recommendation. I actually uh, shared your recommendations document with the sustainability director of Overland Park, um, just as they're going through <coughs> the process. Uh, currently, their their uh, revised draft is not available to the public because they have not yet uh, met uh, with uh, their um, council or commission. But it will be public here pretty soon on uh, some of their efforts uh, to update uh, that code. So, again, we learn from (coughs) each other. Um, It was actually mentioned at the climate action, um, or climate summit that was um, happening this past uh, weekend on Saturday. So, that's where we are with that.
0: (coughs) All right, thank you. All right, next item on our agenda is um, to receive some updates from subcommittees uh, we'll start with uh, Nancy.
3: Say my Uh So we met and discussed um, the current draft of the plan. Made some recommendations. We listed seven and sent them to Jamie Hoffling um, for her incorporating them or considering them within the plan. So I'll just leave it at that. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Nancy. Uh, Nancy, that-
6: um, can, I'm sorry. Can that be shared with? with all the, the the board whatever was shared so i don't think i received that and i thought i was on that subcommittee but uh i mean yeah. my email, email box is pretty full cool, so i might have missed it
3: so you want the whole list of things is that what you're asking
6: for yeah i think it would be good to share it with the sab since it's a subcommittee of the SAB. just uh, maybe cat maybe you can send it to Kathleen, and she can send it out to us
3: Okay, yeah, I can send you the list, sure. I I thought you wanted me to meet it. Just so everyone stays up up to date and... Okay, um, I'll be happy to email. Uh, Kathy, is that something I can do, is to email it to everybody?
0: No. If you send it to Kathy, Kathy can email it to everyone. But if you send it to everyone, that's a violation of the Open Meetings Act. We need to work it through Kathy.
3: Okay, I'll send it to Kathy to share then.
0: Thank you. Ben did you want to did you or Nancy did you have any more looks like no okay Ben did you have any updates for us on in addition to what uh, Kathy talked about on noxious weeds or any updates on food policy
4: uh, no I, I would say that um, Kathy I want to get together with the subcommittee on the weeds ordinance before you and Derek move forward with that because uh, you know, I know we did talk about breaking it up, but we need to think carefully about how the best way to do it is. I mean, these are all pieces, but mm-hmm. I think there are pieces that we can pull through as well that are low hanging. If it's got to go in front of city commission to make that kind of change, anyways, we might as well include sustainability things besides just the fact that some of the things on it are native species that are on the weeds list. Mm-hmm. So I, I'll we'll have a meeting and then I'll, I'll try and get back to you this month about that. Okay. Um, Douglas County Food Policy Council has had a bunch of stuff going on. It's doing all kinds of things all the time. And we have another meeting on Monday night, but I don't have any updates that are directly relevant to our stuff right now.
0: Okay, thank you, Ben. Kay, did you have any updates for us on the uh, code update steering committee, the development code? No,
5: we haven't gotten another uh, email yet. I'm certain that we'll probably start getting copious emails um, in the next couple of weeks because they're supposed to be out with the a more completed draft of module one and then a an initial draft for module two with requests for comments. Uh, We don't as far as I know we don't have any meetings scheduled yet but I'm certain that we will have some soon. That's my me that's all I have.
0: Thank you. Any other subcommittee business? I don't see any hands raised. All right, next item on the agenda is for me to provide an update on the boards and commissions structure committee. Um, I want to kind of review that. Back in May, the board and commission structure committee had draft recommendations and they put those draft recommendations out for public review and public comment during may and june and at that time the recommendation for the s a b was for it to remain as a standalone board uh, advisory board then um, the Uh, boards and commission structure committee the board of boards I I have nicknamed it uh, met in July to talk about and discuss uh, the public comments that they received and to make their draft final recommendations I was not able to attend that meeting I was out of state and when I got back I was surprised to see that they had recommended elimination of the SAB and um, it really to me it was kind of surprising because if you I I thought I reviewed every written comment that was provided to the city and I didn't see written comments suggesting getting rid of the SAB what comments there were about the SAB was that it should remain a separate board so it kind of surprised me that they suggested eliminating that. there was a draft letter prepared to formalize uh, those recommendations that came out of the July 21st meeting. And uh, that meeting to consider that draft letter was on 21 August. And uh, at that meeting, I questioned why we would not entertain public comment on. The SAB proposal, considering it had changed and we had not received any public comment on that uh, proposal. And so the board agreed to take public comment on that. Um, the letter received a, a nomination or a, it was nominated uh, to approve it. It failed for lack of a second. Um, so there's been no action. There's not been an additional meeting scheduled yet for the board and commission structure committee. So I don't know what's gonna happen. I will tell you that um, I recommended that if they decide to go forward with the, the letter that it would need substantial revisions in my opinion because it had it it, it had no rationale for why they were making the recommendations that they were there was no information for the city commission in my opinion there was no information for the city commission about what they were why they were making the recommendations that they did how that would improve things and how it would uh, enhance uh, coordination with the lawrence strategic plan and I suspect that that letter will be redrafted and um, have to be reconsidered by the the full board Um, I am going to be working with the chair of the board of board and Commission structure committee Um, Sharon I'm going to be working with her next I got to look at my calendar next Wednesday to start a redraft of that letter and I'll just tell you honestly when we get to the point about the SAB I'm going to say you got to justify this tell me tell me why that recommendation occurred because I've gone back and re- uh, reviewed the the recording and I just don't see the justification there so explain it to me and I'll. I'll kind of hold the, the whole board's feet to their fire on that that if if they're going to go down the the route of hey we need to do a do away with the SAB and this needs to be um, incorporated into the the administration of the city well maybe that's a good perhaps that's a good thing but the recommendation should be We recommend this because we think it's going to enhance environmental sustainability. And we recommend, you know, addition of three additional staff that would do X, Y, and Z. I mean, there's just got to be more to it. I feel like this draft letter is, um short on information and short on rationale or void of information and rationale and I really think I'm not going to support any letter that doesn't have that type of information in it so that's kind of my update from my my perspective and um, I don't know if anybody has any particular questions for me Uh, Nancy I see your hand raised
3: yeah, Stan. i was at that meeting as you know um in which the letter did not go beyond a, a, a didn't get a second so um sharon said that she was going to not pay attention to all of the comments who were made at that meeting even though there were what i'd say at least maybe 10 comments saying that we should keep the sustainability advisory board um but she chose not to um, address those because she said we had had prior time to have public comments. However, we didn't have prior time for public comments with the recommendation that the board not be um, recommended to be sustained or kept. So I think you need to emphasize with her that fact as well, that there are many people who would, were supporting um, keeping the sustainability advisory board at that meeting Um, that she chose not to um, address.
0: Yeah, I will remind her of that and just so you know, there, we have had several additional emails and letters sent to the members of the Board of Boards uh, commenting on that and some of them specifically pointing out that, that hey, you had a recommendation of keeping the board in May and in July you changed that to do away with it and you've taken no public comment on that uh, aspect. I guess you could say they did take some comment on that last month but um, there are others who have pointed that out and I'll certainly remind her of that when we're together.
3: Great thank you Stan appreciate it.
0: JT you have your hand up I don't see any other board members so Feel free to ask your question or make a comment.
2: Well, as I may have told you, I followed the B.C. um, S.C. as closely as a human being, probably follow it because I'm very concerned about it for a number of reasons. I just thank goodness Stan was there um, at that meeting and uh, changed the trajectory of the meeting. The Aviation Advisory Board had been um, They had been dumped in with the MMTC without their knowledge. And um, they were there to say, wait a minute here. And um, one of their representatives was turned away. And he and Craig had to go out in the uh, parking lot and grab him and bring him back in. Um, As a result of that, they withdrew their um, decision to put the Aviation Advisory Board in with the MMTC, MMTC. I, I've worked in aviation a long time and I know, um, if not all there is to know about the MMTC and uh, it's like apples and oranges. So that's one of the things that happened and it's not unlike what's uh, going on with the dropping of the um, SAB entirely. I just thank goodness Stan was there. I thank you personally, Stan.
0: Thanks JT Um, I I really want to focus on the SAB but I will comment on just for you for your benefit there was no formal decision to change the recommendation about the aviation advisory board that's something that they'll have to take up in the future there was just one of the board members who said that they would be inclined to change their opinion about that but
2: um, thank you
0: I suspect it will change Um, maybe I suspect there'll be more changes Um, all
4: So Stan, that sounds like besides uh, codifying the recommendations that are there and providing rationales for them, that you think some of the recommendations at least might still change? I do.
0: I think they probably will. That's just my projection.
4: Does the uh, Boards and Commission Structure Committee then, are they going to again have an opportunity for public comment on what the finalized recommendations are going to be or no?
0: I will advocate for that, especially if it's changed since what they recommended in May. Because that's what they originally took public comment on. And if they make changes after that, I, I, I feel they're obligated to take comment on it before they
4: if pass the it. If the public comment didn't have the sentiment that, hey, this is a key thing you should change. Right. Making strong changes in those recommendations without some sort of public feedback for that seems like kind of, like you said, moving the playing field a little bit.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree okay
5: and I want to echo I appreciate Stan you standing up for us as well as all the other um, changes that were made to all the other committees uh, that the letter was not uh, very well constructed but um, I will also add that if you go back to the July meeting uh, there were some actual um, misleading statements about the sustainability advisory board that indicated it wasn't necessary to have that um, because of some of these KPIs that are in different departments. And I contend that the KPIs were not developed very well anyway. And so, you know, and we didn't get staff associated with uh, that. Kathy's the only person there. So there's a number of issues that I, Uh, I I take seriously about how that was even characterized in that July meeting for that decision that, unfortunately, you had to miss. And I know that you and others have also watched that numerous times, that particular meeting. It it was um, totally unfounded even in the meeting that um, the Sustainability Advisory Board should be cut. It was like, oh, well, let's just cut it.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Kay. It's like JT. JT, one more comment. You're muted.
2: Some of what you're missing, I think, um, came from the in-person public meeting at the Carnegie building. Um, There's nothing there that should have warranted what transpired, but it was There was some uh, discussion there mainly by the staff or the uh, supporters of the uh, or members of the uh, body like now thank you thank you.
0: All right the the next item on our agenda is I wanted to discuss planning of our next SAB goal setting session and I want to preface this by saying we we have. Three more meetings left this year, one on 11 October, one scheduled for 8 November and one scheduled for 13 December. At that 13 December meeting uh, we will be electing a new chair and a new vice chair. Uh, Hopefully Ben will be willing to serve as the chair um, since he served as vice chair this year and somebody else will need to volunteer to serve as our vice chair. Uh so if that's something you're interested in, please let us know. Uh please let Kathy know. We can make sure everybody's aware that you may be interested in that. But with that, uh I feel and I, I hope Ben agrees that we should have another strategic planning session for our SAB. And I uh, I wanted to talk about when we should schedule that and what that should look like and um, I, I personally would like to see it I see your hand Nancy I'll, I'll call on you I personally would like to have that happen before the end of the year. I think if we wait till January to have a strategic planning meeting we're we're missing out on on the year and uh, I'd like to see us try to do this in November, December at the latest. And so I wanted to get uh, people's input on this and uh, have some discussion about when this should occur. Should it be a one day event, a two day event? Uh, Can we uh, we do like back to back afternoons? Uh, I feel like last year was all right. But last year was also kind of familiarizing everyone with the strategic plan, looking at it, talking about 90, uh, ordinance 9744 a little bit. And I, I think we just kind of dipped our toe in the water last year with our, our planning. I think this year we could do a little more and be a little more focused. And maybe our, our focus is on uh, the KPIs. And we set out a goal that you know we're going to make suggested revisions to those or something but I just feel like we can do a little better than we did last year and be a little more focused and uh, so I wanted us to have a little discussion about that and Nancy you can start us out.
3: So I feel like we haven't really focused on the things that we put out on our our agenda for this year so I don't think that we've really tried to hit what we thought was our strategic plan for this year. So I'm kind of puzzled at why we would develop a new plan when we haven't addressed the plan that we already did last year. Um, I would like to see us just focus on um, the things that we outlined as goals for this year rather than starting fresh and starting over and making new goals.
0: I would agree that I don't think we've done a good job of um Focusing on our priorities that we identified last year. I think we've we've given given it lip service. I would agree.
3: I think think we need to put those put them on the agenda each month and address them discuss them and move it forward. Um, So I'm a little frustrated that we haven't done that. Um, And so. I don't see investing you know a long time doing starting over and doing this again when we haven't addressed what we already said we we're going to address?
0: Well, if you, if you recall, I think our top priority from our goal setting last year was uh, working on implementation of Ordinance 9744, and we had that on the agenda every month for months. And we
3: didn't have it on this month, we didn't have it on last month.
0: I know, because we had it on the agenda and we weren't doing anything we we would barely talk about it we took no action and it just kind of sat there on the agenda but we didn't do anything and
3: we would run out of time before we could really get deep into it that's the problem I think so early on the agenda
0: and that's another thing we could talk about at a strategic planning meeting is do we want to change the structure of our meetings Uh, we can look at that as well so Don, you were the next person with their hand up.
6: Oh, so you um, uh, had something to say before, but I also want to kind of want to respond to that. I think goal setting is something that should be revisited at least you know annually. I do think that keeping the the ongoing goals on the agenda is. Um, is good so that we can keep those in mind as we move through through the year and then you know and then collectively agree to knock things off the list as we move through um i know it's been a there's been it's been kind of a rough patch for a little while for the for the sab and you know people like Stans had to step up and um and There's been some interruptions and transitions and people coming and going, so um, it's not surprising that we're we're a little bit discombobulated. But given that we have um, new people coming in, I think it would be good to have to um, stand if you have time to kind of add some of those those goals to next um, uh, next month's um, agenda. Uh, But I do think that we should. What, I don't remember the date of the last one, but I do think that it's good to have a strategic planning meeting. I don't think it necessarily has to be an in-person, big, long, drawn-out thing, but it would be very helpful, um, in my opinion, to use like some online brainstorming tools where you know, people... I don't know if you guys have used any of this, but where you kinda of, everybody sort of like brainstorms and we put up like literally digital post post its onto a, a whiteboard. and know Zoom has a whiteboard for functionality. So, you know, we I feel like we can be pretty effective if we just um do something like that. But so, in summation, I do agree uh, with Nancy, and that these are previous goals need to stay on the agenda until they're fully addressed, or the board co- collectively decides, to, you know, in a meeting to knock it off. Um, uh-oh. Oh, <laughs> I thought I got disconnected. So, um, thank you, Kathy, for sharing okay. that document. That, um, winter 2022 now yeah. so I I am in favor of scheduling a um, uh, uh, strategic planning session for our group um, with the idea of we're starting with the goals already set maybe reviewing them adding maybe or honing some of those goals
0: okay I think you had your hand up next and then we'll go to Amanda
5: Thank you, uh, Kay Johnson, SAB board member. So every time that we've had it on the agenda, I have spoken about ordinance 9744. And to begin with, I've asked for staff, and I know Kathy has said she's working on this, but there is a requirement for an annual update on this ordinance. That has not happened ever since the board, since this got passed to my knowledge. And, and the other thing that we've got and Kathy pointed out by putting up our um, goals that we are supposed to outline approaches to achieve the goal and help city of Lawrence develop a plan. When Mayor Larson was on, um, I asked about the plan. She said, yeah, we need to get a plan. Well. That is another reason SAB should not be eliminated, because this has been this ordinance was adopted three years ago. If I'm right, I think. It was I'm not sure exactly what the date was, but there's not a plan yet, and that needs to happen, and so. I'm of the opinion that if we do goal setting, we don't spend a lot of time, sorry, Don, but we also put sticky notes on things the last time, um, but I think we start with leaving this particular goal on our strategic agenda. If we want to add other things, that's one thing, but we haven't completed that. And I'm willing, and and our committee has been willing, the, the resource, um, the climate change committee has been Willing to do that. We were hoping to be able to comment on the county plan and then work on that ordinance after the county plan got submitted. It hasn't gotten submitted so we need to go ahead and look at this ordinance and get past uh, that and start making those recommendations for the plan. And so my opinion is we leave that particular goal there. The implementation of the weed ordinance hadn't happened yet um education events and celebrations really is a staff thing i'm not sure that we're involved in that um and we did see the plastic bag ban through but we still the the pieces of it haven't been finalized so the, those are the those are the goals right there
0: yeah so uh-huh. i think we can talk about what we want to cover at the meeting uh, in the future, but I'd, I'd like us to talk about when do we want to have it how do we want to have it more about the the process Amanda, you had a, a comment
8: yeah um, so we we haven't accomplished everything that we had kind of outlined for ourselves this last year as mentioned and I'm sure that it it, it is a good idea to reevaluate where our goals are and where we want to focus our attention um, including what we have not fully achieved Um, i think that in addition to not only addressing the areas that we want to focus our attention but identifying our ultimate goals for the recommendations that we're going to be giving a city and while i don't think that our meetings need like a complete restructure but perhaps as we identify those, schedule those in advance for meetings. So that way we have an idea that in like June, we're gonna address this one. In July, we are gonna address this one in August. And if we have things that carry over from the last one, then perhaps we do, but at least setting kind of that deadline for ourselves and that set aside time to talk about it. Um, I find uh, for myself and for my team that if I want something done, I got to put it on the calendar and i got to set that deadline because there's always continuing stuff and other stuff that is brought up so at least that'll force our attention to each of the items that we identify that we want to discuss um, to be discussed at a meeting instead of maybe getting pushed back or forgotten about
0: great
5: looks like and that okay was, was hey, Has her it. Going up again?
0: okay i see your hand up again
5: sorry i'll i'll just make one more comment um the sab has historically relied on the subcommittees to produce the information uh, that would go as an action item to the sab for voting on that and to provide the research that goes into that i i feel like that we need to probably uh, institute some more additional subcommittees or or assign the subcommittees to, um, you know, for other additional people to work on these things. These things aren't going to just happen at our meeting. You have to do the work before. So that's what's happened in the past. That's what needs to happen now. That's my opinion.
8: Well, that's where I would add if we can schedule them out kind of when we have that session meeting or at the first one like here here's that tentative schedule for the year that if I know that we are going to be addressing that solar readiness in advance I'm going to be much more likely to, to have that time to prepare and know that I'm not coming to this meeting to come up with the ideas but to help present the ideas and to get you know a little more direction on where we can go from there um, because I mean we all know life sometimes sometimes we can't attend meetings or um things get thrown at us and where one moment we might have a greater bandwidth than we do for another so kind of being able to plan a little bit further out ahead and um maybe even kind of assigning that responsibility like well this is really your area you have our support here um we would love for you to investigate and prepare for this and we can expect that in may like (laughs) you know of course if something comes up it, it maybe it gets pushed back that 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 is life but um I think for me at least that, that that is one of the ways that i've seen myself and my team function best is when we have kind of that planned out ahead and we know what kind of amount of time that we have to bring the information um, to the meeting to make more
0: yeah i think having a, a or a, an existing subcommittee or forming a new one to Work on draft proposals for a goal setting session makes a lot of sense, so we're not all coming in there cold and we have something to start with. Thanks, Kay. How about timing?
6: Since we're.
0: Oh, go ahead, Don.
6: Yeah. Oh, uh, since we're running out of time, and I don't know if we need to leave any room for open public comment, but. Um, uh can we do uh, kathy could you um maybe pull us all for um i don't know um i guess after early december maybe the last week of um got. Okay.
0: well thanksgiving gets I'm in the way
6: my calendar out, but. sorry i missed what you said stan
0: we, we can, Thanksgiving gets in the way of uh, the end of November. We can, we can, I, I'll propose some dates if, if everybody likes, um, and Kathy can send those out.
1: Just, just, uh. A reminder of the last goal setting session, it was in discussion for many, many months. And the doodle poll did, did not, I mean, even though it had three months worth of dates, did not come up with a consensus where all the SAB members could attend. So it ended up uh, being that it got scheduled during your uh, already scheduled monthly meeting is when the goal setting session occurred, um, just with a little bit more time than that 7:15. Um, drop off but uh, maybe the board now feels like there's a little bit more flexibility but we had some conversations of you know whether you use the weekend uh, potentially um, like on a Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon or um, or so forth so we we can absolutely put dates out there I I know this is a very uh, busy dedicated group Um, so just I don't know if, if Stan thought a possibility of, of using one of your meeting times for the goal setting um, session, but, but that could also be an option.
0: Okay.
4: I would just ask, and this is because I've been looking at him a lot lately, but could you send around to our board the ordinance that created? the Sab with any updates I think it's 8101 and our last goals the summary you were just showing of our last goal setting session because we have a couple of we're gonna have a new member at least one Uh, Don wasn't there at the last one so you know where this board comes from (laughs) and hopefully goes on to um, and also what we thought last December in terms of how we're trying to set goals for what we're doing now would be really valuable
1: Absolutely. And just really quickly, the city of Lawrence has a board's page. Um, When you go to the home page, uh, let me go over here. I just want to make sure that you know it's all available.
5: Um, And and I I just want to point out that Ben and I and another member proposed a new um, board purpose. And then it was we were told that we had to wait. So I'm telling you that that one's old and we had proposed a new one that had new and improved version of our purpose.
1: Thanks, Kay. If you saw me kind of moving through the pages um, from the home boards that just went to Boards and Commissions and then picked on Sustainability Advisory Board, all your documents including the latest uh, prioritized goals are linked from this page. Um, The ordinance that Ben references on here, uh, your bylaws, ethics, policy, Uh, advisory board policy and a few other reports on here as well as um, the list of all the uh, members, all of you um, and some detailed information on here. So I just wanted to show you.
5: I suggest you also send the the new board policy that we voted on uh, along with the old one because we did vote on that.
1: Sure, I'll, I'll provide a link to the uh, SAB agenda where that was discussed.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. All right, we have a, a whopping three minutes for public comment. I don't know if there's... We have one person in the audience who <laughs> may <laughs> want to Wait, comment, right. doesn't seem. <laughs> <laughs> Did you want to make a public
4: comment? <laughs> um, no, I just wanted nope. to observe
0: Are you Catherine? Catherine. Oh well, welcome. You could have you could have participated tonight. I
4: just think it was actually kind of a nice way to be introduced to the group
0: to observe. All right. Well, our new board our new board member has been here spying on us. I mean, um, observing tonight.
4: um, I didn't see the last name, so I didn't know it was you, Katie.
0: Okay. All right. And JT has uh, interacted already. I don't see anybody else. Uh, Kim Kreiner ritchie has raised her hand. Kim, go ahead.
7: Um, hi there kim kreiner ritchie uh, douglas county sustainability office Um, i just wanted to take a minute to congratulate uh, this body for the movement of the plastic bag ordinance Um, i worked in the sustainability office um, those three or four years ago when members of this committee were doing all that in-depth research surveying the commit surveying the community to hear what what options they wanted and what they'd be willing to to give up to see in terms of plastic bag offerings and that was a lot of work and analysis and research that was done by members of this group um and so i just i'm sure you all are celebrating what this means for the waste footprint in lawrence but um i hope also recognizing just the power of your volunteer work and that even if things don't move quickly, <laughs> that there's others um, who will carry the work forward. Uh, so, just congratulations and thank you for your service.
0: Thank you, Cam. I think um, from my my observation, Nancy had a lot uh, put in a lot of effort on that. So, thank you, Nancy. You have um, one minute.
3: Okay, I just want to recognize that there was a large rally outside of City Hall yesterday with over 100 people uh, asking for Evergy to close the coal plant and I think it's something that this board should recognize that the public is uh, very interested in in having done and so I think that's something that we should consider and put it on our agenda in a coming meeting.
0: Please email that to us uh, to remind us that you'd like to have something on the agenda.
3: Okay. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it. Thank
0: you. It. All right. With that, um, we've hit our 7:15 time frame. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll move that we adjourn. <laughs> you need Do a, second. Want a second? Ben <laughs> seconded. All those in favor say aye. Aye. See y'all. Aye. aye.
2: Aye. Thank you.
0: Aye. We'll see you next month.
2: Oh
1: my gosh, Catherine, you should have told us it was you.
2: (laughs) Well I
4: got here like